2: Part two, of Swanny and friends. It's Leon Davis as our guest friend. He was awesome part one, and rightly so. We thought we'd press stop and have a bit of fun now because we've got heaps of listener questions that we put to both Leon and Swanny. We'll start off with this from mediocre photographs. Who officially has the slowest two K time trial out of Dane and Leon?
3: Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs>
4: <laughs> the slowest. What did you run? What you... If you did, you did. If you broke, if you got around seven the first day back, you were going all right. Oh,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. But you you didn't want to go too fast because you had something, you needed something to improve on without breaking the quest. Yeah, yeah.
4: Exactly. All the kids that come back first time, they ran like a PB
3: where you haven't got far to go. Yeah,
4: yeah. If you started slow, then you took not 30, 40 seconds off. They're like, fuck, you've actually worked harder or not. You know, during pre-season, everyone have a look at these boys fucking exactly. come back in shape and they've worked hard. So yep. there was a method <laughs> behind the madness. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. You come
3: back and run a PB, you, you had a shit pre-season, but you couldn't beat it. But you go,
0: oh, yeah, exactly. all
3: pre-season. He, 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 yeah, he's been flacked. Exactly. You he's room. You, you knock about 30 seconds off, you know, with a little bit of effort on the last, yeah. lap, last 100. Exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. You go, so
3: all right. It'll definitely, methods of madness—that's for sure. So, yeah, I think I think we'll, I think we'll, we'll collectively own that one. You <laughs> yeah, <this> exactly. <laughs> yeah,
2: uh, this one's just for Dane uh, from Lucinda. How much did Dane get paid to post about getting jabbed? Hashtag nothing's for
4: nothing. So you got your shot through, during the week, and a big yeah. Instagram reaction. Have you been? Have you been jabbed, Leon? I have. Yeah, waiting on a second yeah. one. So. Yeah, same. Um, yeah, I've got Pfizer on Tuesday. I think. When did I? When yeah. did I? Um did I get paid? No, I fucking wish I did. Where, where's everyone getting paid to get no? I got a lollipop walking out the doctors. Um, my next one's in September. Um yeah, no, nice. I didn't I didn't get paid, but I'll tell you what, it's, fuck the comments. Mate, the amount of comment I have the amount of comments you get underneath it, like it's social media is such a weird thing. Like I post something on like Instagram, like said that the jab thing, which obviously is going to be fucking um, topical with people who anti-vaxxers and stuff like that, or you post something stupid on Twitter, then you just put the app away. It's like a whole nother world just going ape shit, and then like you you open it back up and there's like a thousand comments, you're like, I've completely forgotten about it, but people are still (laughs) arguing over a post that I've talked about. It's it's weird, but um, no, I didn't get... do you honestly think that Vic government? Do you reckon Dan Andrews is going to ring me and go, mate? Here's the cash for you, you to post. Like, um no. So I, I, I wish I got paid, but I, I didn't. Unfortunately, I just, in the end, we, we, like, and I don't give. If people don't want to get vaccinated, I don't, I don't give a fuck. I just want to get back to being open. So if, like, <laughs> right, they should, I don't, I don't know why they just don't say. As of now, like, if your business is fully vaccinated, everyone works in it is vaccinated, you can open up. And the only people who are allowed in there, if you've been vaccinated, you watch everyone fucking run to get vaccinated. So um I just want to be open. I just want our kids to be able to play in a park, Ralph. Like, yeah,
2: it's good stuff. Absolutely.
4: Premier Premier Dane fun. Well, listen, I'm not sure I could go any worse, Matt. In front of what's going on at the moment. Um, you give it a good go, that's for sure. Exactly. How they think we can there's zero transmit there's zero COVID's um, attainables beyond me, but yeah. What can you ja-
2: do? This is from Jamie, why did you retire Leon, you were still a jet when you hung him up and I'll, I'll just add to that you were you, unique in that you made the Australian side in your last year
3: <laughs> um, Yeah, a bit of contract stuff in that um, but I was happy to, to come back home and, and my culture's always been at the forefront of, of what's most important to me um, and my family, so um, yeah, I was looking forward to well, I said I'd only stay the two years when I first got there and then ended up staying 11. So um, <clears throat> when it was time to come home, it was, um, yeah, things had to work out contract-wise, which didn't. Um, you know, made All-Australian and you know, played off in the granny and that kind of stuff. And I, Yeah, we was getting a kick here and there. So, yeah, sort of contract sort of broke down and, and Mick left and, and that kind of stuff as well. So um, I definitely wanted to stay. I know there's a lot of stuff about... Um, my decision to leave and that kind of stuff, but the contract side of it sort of didn't fall into place. And and that and from that, um, I think, yeah, I think I uh, just, yeah, was, was looking forward to coming home once that broke down. So I know a lot of people said that I walked away and my decision to come home and for cultural reasons and all this kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, at 30 and, and still chasing chasing a, a premiership and, and obviously, you know, didn't have one up until then. Um you know, was really a driving force for myself. So, but yeah, the contract stuff broke down. Uh, the the main reason why I didn't stay. Um, but then, obviously, with uh, with family and, and getting back home to my country, and my culture, and my connection and, and my old man was getting getting on a bit. Not that he not like he acts like it, but he's um he's getting older and that, and I wanted wanted to learn whatever I could and everything I could culturally off him. He's um uh, a predominant elder of our community, so to, to have him there. To be my father, and I can learn everything off him firsthand. Um, it's not that I came home for, but definitely, yeah, definitely, the contract stuff broke down, and um, yeah, so that, that that played a big part in my result.
2: So, so Dane, that opens the door, though. Um, did you did you consider Dane on, that he'd have to be at the back of the field on all these time trials without you?
3: Yeah, it was a hard decision to leave him on his own down there. <laughs> um, thought you know well he he'd have sort of tried to come in there but he, uh, he, he sort of went up to the middle of the pack too often so we yeah. sort of kicked him out we kicked him out <laughs> told him he had to go a bit further up so um so yeah that, that was one of my big things that I almost stayed just because of that. You know I didn't want to leave him <laughs> down down the back of the two That's games. It's a lonely experience exactly <laughs> every year. You stand out even
2: more. Uh, from <laughs> Phil, Phil O'Fish. What's Leon up to these days?
3: Um since I've come home I've been doing some work in the mental health sector, Um, a very important aspect to our, to my community back home. Um, We've had uh, a few suicides from some young people uh, in our community. So um, to to my brother-in-law Ricky, he works in mental health. So when I said I'm moving home, uh, he sort of offered an opportunity and um, yeah, sort of um, took that up and it's challenging. um, But anything that's going to help my community and my people I'm, I'm really passionate about learning and and um, yeah so I'm, I'm in there doing what I can and, and learning what I can to help um, better better my community and my people so I'm doing that um, before that um, I was a local justice worker over in, over in Victoria down in Haywood um, at Windamara Aboriginal health Service um, just yeah helping First Nations people that are on orders and and in you know in contact with justice uh, to help them Get back connected to culture. Uh, everything I do is uh, has a cultural aspect to it. Um, for mine, if 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 my people are connected to their culture, it, it goes a long way to them living a healthy, balanced lifestyle. So I am try my best to to put that you know put that onto my nieces, nephews, and family, but obviously the wider community as well. So through stolen generation and that kind of stuff, it's it's the the link. There's there's a few missing links where our culture has been lost. And our culture has not been passed down. Um, so to, to get that back into, into my communities and, and, and my people is, is very, very important. So that's, that's what I've been up to.
2: A couple here, of will combine it from, uh, from Cameron. Is, is Neil Neon Leon the best player of all time to be dropped for a grand final in brackets? Yes. And from Xavier, Leon, what was the story behind what happened in that grand final?
3: Oh, I didn't get a kick in the first one. <laughs> Pretty much, um, <laughs> Swanny wouldn't kick it to me. That's what happened. Uh, <laughs> I didn't get much of it either. <laughs> yeah. Now nah, look, it's just something that, um, you know, when Mick rang me, um, I sort of was 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 half waiting for the phone call. Anyways, um, I knew in myself that yeah, I didn't do enough in the first one. I knew it was going to be a chance that if if that that it might happen. So when Mick rang me. Um, understanding that it was going to be a tough decision for Mick to make, um, I sort of, yeah, just told him that I understood and, you know, I didn't do enough in the first game to, to warrant a call-up the next week um, until you smashed him the next week and I thought, fuck, I could not play And done uh, just as less. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but, yeah, no, look, I um, yeah, I, I fully understood the decision and, once again, you know, just got the training and being there as long as I was and, Getting along and being close, mate. For most of the boys there. Um, you know, I didn't want them to see me moping around and shitty and all that because it would have impacted them. And, and you know, obviously, when you got a mate this down, you sort of takes your focus off what what was at hand. So I just got to training and showed the boys that I was okay with the decision and and just got on with it pretty quickly and, and just was the same. Just joked around and tried to do what I could to support the boys and, and get them ready for the game. And and it must have worked. We fucking smashed them the next week. So so yeah, so disappointed I didn't play. Um, I do still, well, my dad still does. I didn't give a shit about it once when they gave it to me, the medal. I did get a premiership medal. Um, well, yeah, it was in my bag and I forgot all about it. I, yeah, didn't really give a shit about it, to be honest, because I didn't play and didn't always correct people when they say I'm a premiership player, and I'm not. I didn't fucking play in it. So I'm still a bit of a um, just disappointment, I suppose, that I didn't didn't win one. I played in four and didn't win one. So... Um, yeah, but Dad's got the all my shit at home, like I mentioned before. So, um, but, yeah, I fully understood the decision and got on with it pretty quickly to, to make sure I supported the team and, and, and where I could to help them play better the next week, which is something that I've always tried to do, be team first and, and worry about the team and help where I could.
2: From Desired, first thoughts of Swanee when you met him?
3: It uh, wasn't much. Um, sort of just like anyone that comes into the club, you sort of just try and, you know, build that relationship with them and see who they are as a person and, and, and what makes them tick and that kind of stuff. Um, I knew pretty early that I had a mate down the back running with me. So we refer back to that a lot because that's where we was twice a year, three times sometimes. Um, yeah. We had to do the 2K time trial. So, um, but yeah, look, he's just someone that, you know, Mick Mick was great in, in getting the best out of his players and that. Um, at first glance, you probably don't think much, but it, it's a perfect example of, you know, you don't have to be, you know, the silkiest player or the or the tallest player or the, the strongest. You know, you just got to get results. And I think, you know, with Swanny, you know, it was amazing to have a first first row seat to his career and, and you know, be a part of it too. So a lot of people sort of ask me questions, like, oh, just like who's that like? And when they ask me about, you know, Swanny, it's always just he's just a normal, normal person. I'm like, no, not really give a fuck about footy really, you know, just went out and enjoyed <laughs> doing what he did you know, which, hmm. you know, he, he can probably confirm right now, so it's just, yeah, just, just no you know, it, was, it was just, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, just an everyday person, you know, they just enjoyed going to get a kick, didn't get caught exactly. up in all the bullshit, you know, all that's all it was, and that's all it is, like, you know, like I'll get exactly. a lot of people, you know, I sort of, I hate the extra attention just because I played footy, you know what I mean, it's like, there's more to life than footy, there's more to life than, you know, we've got families and all that, and when you lose family, it, it, it puts it all into perspective, so for mine, it's, yeah, it would yeah, with yourself, man, it was just yeah, just a normal person coming to have a kick, which I really enjoyed because, you know, a lot of, you know I, I was the same. I just love playing footy. and stuff.
2: From Wiley, what's the greatest – sorry, who is the greatest Indigenous player of all time?
3: Oh, is that for me or Swanee? Yeah, yeah. well, you can that go for first. Me. Then, then um, shit. Good he stands out only because, you know, he was in sort of my era and, and I got to watch him play and compete against him. Um, I think anyone that's played and anyone that's made the top level is a great achievement in itself. So it would be rude not to, um, yeah, to acknowledge everyone that's played. Um, you get players that stand out for certain reasons, but I always take it back to the generation before us that, you know, Jimmy Crackers and that kind of stuff who we went through the really, really hard times. You know, you see Jackson, those kind of guys, everyone's played their part in, in some way, shape or form to, to have the game where it is today. Obviously, we still deal with a lot of issues um, in everyday life, not just on the footy oval. Um, I don't like to separate the two. So, for mine, it's, it's you know, they've always, everyone's played a part in, in, in getting the game to where it is and, and getting the acknowledgement. But more so when times are a lot harder, I sort of pay a lot more respect to the older guys that played generations before us to pave the way for us to have the game we do today. So, when I talk to young kids that play, um, it's always to acknowledge that. Um, and that's Indigenous, non-Indigenous. Have the game where it is today. Everyone's played a part that's played. Um, but the question was, yeah, Indigenous players. So Goodsy stands out for me. Um, Cyril, some of the stuff he's been able to do. But, you know, you, you take it further than footy and, and the hard work and, you know, in the communities and, and you know, to build, build a platform for us to be able to play on in a, safe, in a safer environment. I won't say safe environment. It's a safer one than what it was for them always pay my respects and, and, and acknowledge every single player that played before I did and everyone that plays their part in in, in making the game what it is in a safe space for people to safe space for people to come and you know for our, for our our mob and our, our community members to come and play and, and, and prosper in doing what they do
4: Swanny for me oh well I can't I can' go on my year or two but Madge is probably the most skilled I've seen um, the shit he did wasn't a, a fluke exactly he wouldn't train. He'd just sit in the pocket and kick torps and after the pocket <laughs> and kick snaps. Uh, we'd, all have to, we'd all have to be training. Imagine just sitting in the corner and just doing <laughs> specials and stuff and just kick snaps from the boundary. So just kick it to himself, you know, pick it up off the deck and kick bananas and snap snaps. So it wasn't a fluke, um, but very similar to what he said. Um, Goodsy and Buddy. yeah, um, Buddy's going to kick a thousand and Goodsy's a freak, you know, two-time, brilliant Menelis's, Played every position, dominated. Um, yeah, so, so them two are very, very hard to go past. And, like, oh, I can only go off my ear because I don't know um, the people before I never watched them, and I wasn't a huge footy watcher growing up.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, I was lucky to assume from the 80s, like said, when Maurice Rowley and Jimmy Cracker and Phil Cracker came over. But from a personal, because I barracked the demons, Jeff Farmer um, was so good to watch. From Ben Smith, most famous person on each year contact list? Dane can't say himself
4: um most famous in your phone come on (laughs) well in australia i would probably be eddie or dustin obviously they're (laughs) probably
1: you know um hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot
4: I don't know I don't really really know famous people come on Leon Uh, yeah
3: I've got no one mate I've changed my number so much it's not funny (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, it's uh, it's a funny one that too because Reece saw he'd say this is me 15th message to a different number is it you I've changed number so much but uh, but, yeah look uh, as far as that um, yeah I don't know probably yeah probably Ed Ed's one that's been in my phone for a very long time, so he's probably the, the one that stands out. But other than that, yeah, I think we're three for that's three. I'll throw yeah, it that, that, Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, from Chris, who'd win a two K time trial these days? In other words, what's these the days, this
3: level now. Yeah. yeah. Oh. All right. what? what kind of car you got? I ain't running. Like <laughs> <it. laughs> Get on a push bike. <laughs> yeah. Um, motor, I, don't
4: think, I, don't think I, I don't think
3: I could run two k in a row without stopping. Oh, I'd be very slow. It'd be very slow. So oh, I've actually, yeah, I'll, I'll, since, me, since meeting my me partner, um, she's done the New York Marathon and that kind of stuff. So she's oh. actually got me into running, surprisingly <laughs> enough. That, um, which I do enjoy it now. Get out. It's, not, yeah. it's not the fastest time, but so I do get out and enjoy it. Run so um, just, trying to, uh, yeah, just trying to, yeah, just trying to, trying to stay I out got a, not, wish, not, wish, not blow up and get the big gut. Anymore. We should have got it down to Collingwood. No,
4: I, I should have got I, you know. Know. Yeah. Um, I, I reckon I could probably eight minutes. I reckon, do you reckon you could get eight minutes? Yeah,
3: yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven, 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 eight minutes and one second. I've come second, you'd, you'd yeah, be
4: you, yeah, <laughs> probably
3: just probably nudging eight. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah. All right, we'll finish with this one. This is a good one, uh, from uh, Nico. And I'll get you to expand on it. Did Leon <laughs> prefer playing up forward or down back? And, by, and what I'll get you to expand on, when Nick first told you to go down back, how did okay, he right.
3: yeah, it's, it's a funny story, that one. Um, we rocked up. I definitely preferred playing down back, um, only because it pissed John off so much. He played down <laughs> there for you know, 10, 11 years. And I played one and got all Australian down, and he tried to do that all his career, so he couldn't. <laughs> and he was pretty pissed off about it. So that gave him pleasure in doing that to him. Um, yeah, look, I, I definitely preferred playing down back. Um, yeah, I enjoyed that season more so than any other one. Um, yeah, just just to be able to, you know, beat someone a good forward one on one, and and have a good win after doing that, and you know, it, it was it was yeah, it was a good feeling to have that challenge each week and getting told early on that you wasn't allowed to leave the oval. You know, up forward you can rotate as much as you want, you know what I mean? But when we played down back, you're never to come on off unless you're told. And I'm like, well, I'm gonna be absolutely <laughs> fucked out of you now. So <laughs> um, Yeah, so but you know, to, to to play down there and to to learn a lot more in the mindset of, of the back line players that were down there, Heater, Maxi and those kind of go those kind of guys um just to learn that mindset at training. Even at training they didn't want to lose, you know, so they'd always go you know really hard and, and, and try and stop the forward, which made them better. Um, but that season, yeah, rocked up the pre season. Um, after missing out on playing in in the um grand, replay grand final, rocked up the pre season. Uh, I nearly retired after that year. Um, I had a couple of meetings with Walshy and um, Andy Crack came to this team, so that, that was a big reason I stayed that year. Um, but yeah, rocked up the pre season first day, and Mick goes, um. Broke off into our groups. Forward went one way. Backs went the other way. Obviously, mids went the middle. Um, and Mick said, oh, where are you going? Come here. And he go, you're going that way. You're going to train with the backs. And I sort of just, yeah. Fucking yeah, sort of. And I kept walking towards the forward. And he made me go back to him. He, come here. Come come back. And he, I went back to him. Yeah, and he goes, you're training with the back line. And I've just gone, yeah, fucking, you got, you got me last year, not playing me in the granny. Now you're going to, you know, you're fucking around <laughs> again. So I walked <laughs> off to the forwards again. And then he called me back. He said, look, and then he changed his face, facial expression, what he does. And he just had his real serious face on. He said, look, you're going to train down back. So we're going to play you off half back this year. You know, just work hard, train hard, learn what you can. he said, look, you're going to be fine down there. And I looked at him and I was like, is he actually fucking serious or is he taking a piss? Because look, like, so you know, when he like got that straight face, yeah. and he's still taking a piss, you can't, you can't call it. You can't, you know, yeah. you can't touch it. So I looked at him, I was like, okay, I'll, you know, fucking call him plus. So I walked off down there and I got about 20 and I've ducked it back around to go back to the forwards again. <laughs> and he's he going, no, no, no. He said, I'm dead, I'm dead serious. You're going to train. And then Scotty Waters come over and he goes, tell him, like, you know, and he goes, yeah, no, we got you. Know. And when Scotty Waters said it, I was like, okay, yep, yep. I'd walk down, I was, yeah, I reckon for a couple of weeks after that, I was like, what the fuck am I doing in here? What what, what have they got me doing here? And then, yeah, obviously he was just like, well, just do what I do. Don't man up and just run around the back for handballs. (laughs) (laughs) I I can do that. So, yeah, so it was was pretty funny at the start. I didn't believe Mick one second, but he's a great coach he is and, and... you know, I thought he was before that year. When really he should have put me down there, fucking first year. <laughs> so, but yeah, so that all, him being a good coach went out the window after that year because well, you could have done this
4: fucking ten years ago. That's yeah. um, <laughs> how good a kick, Madge. I think Madge had like some insane stat. In the year he went down back, like he up until like the second last round of the year, every kick in went to a Collingwood player. Was like twenty-three weeks, twenty-two weeks of the year or something like that. We retained the ball one hundred percent of the time. Madge kicked out. And then fucked it up with like a round of goal somewhere. Like. So I don't know how many times that is. Two hundred in a row. Some um, we kept the ball yeah. from Magic kicking the ball out. So that's a fair stat.
3: Good Ninety-nine stuff. of those I kicked for myself, though. <laughs> <laughs> and that's wrong. That's wrong with that. You're really taking over what he did. Still hundred percent. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. It was something that someone told me, and I was like, "What?" I was like, "I didn't." Yeah, I didn't believe it. But yeah, obviously, it, it, it's gotten around and that. So. Uh, um, but it's just, yeah, like I really enjoyed that year and you know, it took, it took a lot of pressure off um, being up forward and creating your own kick and and you know, being the decoy for Big Travvy and all that all the time. So it's, um, yeah, it was just it was just it was a lot of pressure off and you know, and then obviously got a lot of pride about me. So coming up against you know, Eddie Bettses and these kind of players that you know. I uh, just gun forwards and then you got that challenge. So during the week, it's like you really focus in. And, and I really did take my footy to a different level that year. And, and I really focused in on who I had to play because you didn't want a bag get kicked on you, you know, you like that kind of stuff. So you knew that you had to be super fit. You had to be able to last a game out and playing up forward. I knew I knew a few little tricks that they used. So I could yeah, I could count on them before they did them. So that, that sort of helped me out a lot too.
2: Leon, this has been awesome. Before we wind up, and can get Swanny can, can say thank you to just one little bit of housework, Swanny. I did promise a racing tip. So race four number three at uh Mooney Valley tomorrow called Think and Fly. The probably the good thing in the last is de graves. It ran second to De graves. It, if it brings what it did that day, it'll win and it's nine dollars. So always look for a bit of value
4: for our punters.
2: So race four number three, think and fly. Swanny, do you want to thank? Thanks, Leon for Ray. Us?
4: Yeah, thanks, mate. Thanks for coming on. You're a very hard man to get a hold of. From very hard man to see. So uh, you've spoken more in this hour and a half than you did in your old career. So mate, much appreciated. Thanks, mate. We'll uh, we'll have a, a bourbon when you are uh, oh, come back oh, into town. Definitely. Sweet, Good to mate. see you, man. You
3: look after yourself. You look after you your too, family, mate. So you but too. yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, happy to do this anytime, man. Look, yeah. No worries, mate. So, enjoy. Thanks, it. Bob. Cheers.
4: Cheers boys. See you, mate.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's.